0: Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. There's a time when Toys R Us was established, and there's a time when Jeffrey the Giraffe has a wave goodbye Instagram post, and they're no longer in business. They didn't have the staying power. Remember when Blockbuster was really strong? Remember when you go rent VHSs at Blockbuster? You know, it was like a big Friday night treat for our kids. And then Netflix came on, and they, they had DVDs and stuff. Well, okay, so Blockbuster didn't make the adjustment to where it was going, and they went out of business, but Netflix did. And they're still going. How long will they go? Who knows? It doesn't matter. But Blockbuster was really strong, but there came a time, however established they were, it went out of business. They went out of business. Lots of companies come and go. When you say a company is established at such and such a time and it's still going strong, it shows longevity. It shows um, consistency. For example, again, for another reason other than, again, from my surfing background, Billabong established in 1973. Well, I, I watched lots of companies come and go in the last 40 years in the surf industry. Remember Maui and Sons? Beach Town? I mean, there's a lot of companies. I mean, Hang Ten paid me a lot of money to try and reestablish them back in the day, and it didn't work. But Offshore Daystar, your old surf magazines—they're not still going. But see, Billabong's still going. So, it, where companies come and go, they say establish so and so. Quicksilver says since this time, and maybe uh, Volcom like this, like this or you know, Ruka was like what early 90, late '90s or something. And so, like, but we've been around longer. So the longer you've been around, it, the more you survive this recession. This economic trend, this financial thing, this industry thing, these changes. Hey, surfing magazine when I was around was every other month growing up surfing. I couldn't wait two months for that surf magazine to show up at Offshore Surf Shop in the 70s. And then it went monthly. That was the best thing ever. Right when my career was taking off. But you know, surfing magazine went out of business a couple years ago. They didn't make the adjustments. At one time they were very established. Their office was right there by the beach in San Clemente. Then they moved up the hill from Pico and big office and but they're gone. What's your point, Pastor Dre? I'm telling you, a lot of things that men and women build, they look strong, but they don't last. And we put a credibility on how long something's been around, a law firm, whatever, to recognize they're established. The longer they're around, the more we trust them, the more Yelp reviews they have that are good. Jesus establishes the everlasting covenants. Jesus is the creator of all things. So even as the father speaks here, he's the one that made the promise to our pets. He's the one that's made these promises. There will never be a global flood ever again on this planet. And we never fear that. See, there's two things that sell fear and hope, right? We've talked about this. Fear sells. Why do you think horror movies do so, do so well? People just want to be terrified. There's an adrenaline rush with fear. Fear sells. Hope sells. The fear of judgment sells. And there's been so many apocalyptic movies in the last 20 years. My kids have grown up with apocalyptic movies of every genre you can imagine. Fear sells. And fear is the opposite of faith. So when we think about global judgment or even the end game and the antichrist and all these things, like Pastor Chuck used to say, I'm not looking for the antichrist, I'm looking for Christ. So because God establishes the covenant, he's the author and finisher of it, we're not to be moved. Or the Paul said, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to me, that I can finish the race set before me. God has established his work in this universe in creation and sustaining it. God has established the new covenant through the cross and the resurrection, the ascension and the promises of Jesus Christ coming a second time. God has established the work in our life when we responded to the Holy Spirit. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. God has established it. And he's not going out of business. He's not subject to recessions and economic trends and globalism and all these things. God is faithful. And he has established the work of saving grace in our life by his spirit and through his word. And to me, that's very encouraging. It's very comforting. God has established your faith, not you. And Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And he's got you. Our God is a rock. And he's a firm foundation. And whatever we face in our timeline, he's got us. He is all powerful. And he does give humanity opportunities. But once he says, this is it, then that's it. And whatever he does, it's good because God is light and him is no darkness at all. And he is sovereign and he is over the affairs of men. He appoints kings and he brings down kings. He has the final say. So it's never really about what's going on around us when we come off the ark. It's about what's going on in our heart with us and just trusting that God has established the work he's doing in our life. He's established his church and he's going to see it through till the trumpet sounds and the kingdom comes. And that's the consistency of these two promises, of these two, the establishment of these two covenants, that they're both everlasting. A second thing that we, it's set. The devil can't make a global flood. He can, he can give you a hard time. He can knock on your door. He can oppress you. He can discourage you. He can do lots of things. But I guarantee you one thing the devil can never do. He cannot make a global flood. Because our father reigns and God is all-powerful and all-knowing and sovereign. If he says no global floods ever again, no global floods ever again. And he says, this is your job. That's your job. If he says he's got your back, he's got your back. If he says he's going to set this straight, he's going to set it straight. He's all powerful. Then we see his promise in the covenant. If you look at verse 11, he says, Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. See, this is the promise. So he establishes it, but there's an actual content of promise. What is he promising? He's promising there's never going to be a flood again. Never again. And again, that promise, my animals aren't concerned whether or not there's a global flood. They have no cognitive capacity to fear a global flood. But it's still a promise to my animals and to your animals and all the animal kingdom all those beautiful psalms about animals and the animal kingdom and the birthing of deers and all these things and it's like God's got it but the promise is never again will flood destroy the world which brings us to God's promises because the Bible is filled with promises from God concerning humanity and the planet some of these promises they're, they're not subject to anything you and I can do or not do they're going to come to pass there are certain things that are just going to happen God tells us the end from the beginning so that we can know he's God. That's what he said. Put me to the test and I'll tell you the future before it happens. And he's 100% accurate. The word of God is 100% accurate, always. And his promises are absolute. And his promises are in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians, we read this passage about his promises in chapter one. Let me read this to you. I love this passage. Because we think about the promises of God, we're really thinking about Jesus Christ. Because all all the promises of the Old Testament come to pass with Jesus coming, living a sinless life, dying on the cross for our sins and rising from the grave. When Paul was talking to the Corinthian church, he said this about God's promises. In the context, he's talking about his ministry and what he does. He says, Or the things that I plan, do I plan according to the flesh, that with me there is yes, yes, and no, no? But as God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and No. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes, and in him, amen to the glory of God through us. So all the promises not to flood the world again and various other promises concerning the city of Tyre, concerning Babylon, Egypt, Egypt, nations, people, individuals, the virgin shall bring forth the child. All the promises, every one of them coming from God are established, and they're sure, and they're his promises. It's not man making a promise. My son Timothy plays fantasy football. Timothy's smart. and When you're on a ship in Alaska, you got some free time, and uh, he loves football. He's just always a Charger fan. It's the way it is. And uh, we're talking about football players and contracts, because in this generation, so many athletes sign a contract for four or five years, and then they hold out the last year and say, I want more money, do this or do that. And you might give a good argument, but when you sign that contract, the team took a risk with you. Recently, we saw when Andrew Luck retired last week from the Colts, he was guaranteed $12 million of the $24 million that was there for him. The Colts were not Robert Ursay, the owner, and the Colts were not obligated to give him the other 12 million. They chose to give him that 12 million as a severance package for all that he's done for their team, their franchise, and the city and the community of Indianapolis. Very honorable. They weren't obligated to do that. They chose to give him 12 million and say thank you. That's a nice severance package, by the way. lacerated kidney, concussions, all that stuff, you know, good good for you. But what my son was upset about is five-year contract not playing the fifth year because you want more money and the team offers double the money for your fifth year and you still won't sign and I said you know Timmy that's for them to do and their agents and whatever they do that's their business but just know this when you sign that contract or work for Harley Tugs for a year in Alaska you fulfill it what goes on with the Chargers or any other team and their athletes holding out whatever that's their business but you need to be a man of integrity and if you sign a contract that says you're going to play football for five years and make x amount of million man if you came to me in the fifth year and talked about holding out wanting double that i'd say forget it your word and the character and the honor of your word is worth way more than a couple extra million character counts and wisdom is more precious than gold silver and rubies and wisdom is to fear god and to honor the lord and to obey his commandments and let your yes be yes and your no be no because with god and the lord jesus christ it's not yes and no he doesn't say, hey, as I got you for you, body of Christ, worship generation, we got a five-year contract, and in the fifth year, I'm going to hold out because I want more from you. It doesn't work like that. That's how people work. They look for fine print to not fulfill life insurance policies. They look for something they can use against you to say that, a, that the, the contract's null and void. That's what people do. When God says yes, he means yes. He means yes. When God says no more floods, he means no more floods. When he says never again, it means never again. When he says he's returning to establish his kingdom and the lion lays down with the lamb and the child plays with the cobra, then you can be sure that's what's the future of this planet. When he says horses with bells that say holiness to the Lord and water flowing from Jerusalem that makes alive the Dead Sea, that's what you're going to see on this planet in the future. You may not live to see it, or you might see it in a glorified body. I'm not quite sure, but someone is going to see it in that generation. And in principle, whether the context was the nation of Israel or whatever, there's a principle of those promises that would apply to us in the New Covenant. Of course, the New Testament has all kinds of promises. In fact, we're told that this mortal put on immortality. We're told that this corruptible. Do you feel corruptible sometimes? I do. Just when I have a good day, I I have a bad day. Can you relate to that one? Sometimes I feel like I'm a major league pitcher, like, man, my fastball, it's just on fire. And it's like, I can't get anybody out. I walk everybody. I beat everybody. You have a good days. you have bad days. But Jesus says that this mortal is going to put on immortality. This corruptible is going to put on incorruptibility. Jesus says, when we breathe our last, we'll be with him, to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. He says, he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. Lo, I'm with you always, to leave in the end of the age. See, if a human tells you he'll never leave you or forsake you or she'll never leave you or forsake you, that could come to pass. It may not. They may hold out in the fifth year of the contract and say, "Yeah, I changed my mind. I'm not happy. But Jesus Christ is yes, yes. And so that's very encouraging to me. When you wake up as a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, you have all the promises. It's not like Greg Laurie has more promises than you or has less than you. When you're in Christ, you're in Christ. And our righteousness is through faith in Him. And there's a universal equality through faith in Jesus Christ, what that means and the promises. And while there's different callings, and there might be different minors and talents given to different people and different skill set that God gives each of us and holds us accountable for different things, He doesn't hold me accountable for filling the stadium. He holds great glory accountable for filling the stadium. He doesn't hold me accountable for the accounting at Calvary Costa Mesa. He holds someone else accountable for it. He gives different tasks and different things as there are different parts of the body, as 1 Corinthians 12 says, but know this, universally, all those promises are ours in Jesus' name. We have equality with the promises. And what's the world want these days? Equality. We all want equality. And what that means for different people is different things. Listen, anyone that comes to Jesus Christ, they have equality With all the saints of previous generations, and they have equalities with their brothers and sisters all around the planet this day, you and I, male or female, greatest generation, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, or even Z, born again of the spirit, we have equality in 24 time zones in Jesus' name as far as those promises being applied to our life. And that is very encouraging and comforting. Because we might think someone is a super saint, They might have greater responsibility. There are generals and privates in war. But we have equality with the promises. And that's very encouraging to me. Which also reminds me, as a footnote, that if our father is yes, yes, or no, no, but not yes and no, it's so crucial that we are yes or no, but not yes and no. And you get wiser as you get older about what kind of commitments you make and what you say you do or won't do. And even if people don't honor their contract that they signed with you, make sure you honor your contract that you signed with them. Integrity, character, and credibility of your word. Credibility of your word is probably the greatest equity you can have in the human experience. When your word... Raul Reese shared at the pastor's conference when the Jewish owner of the property at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs there, they needed finances at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, the ministry there with Raul Reese and the Calvary Chapel, and there was quite a few acres that they could not use for the church. They owned like 24 acres, but half of it was unusable for them as a religious nonprofit organization or whatever, and this Jewish fellow came to him and went upstairs to Raul, and he offered him millions of dollars, and he said, I'm going to I'm going to, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to buy that property. I'm going to take this, all these acres you can't use and build a supermarket, a shopping center, which is what they did. That's where the Starbucks is now. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to give you a new parking lot. I'm going to pay for your parking. I'm going to do all this and that and everything else. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. And Raul's like, thank you, Jesus. You know, like, we're all told the story. It's a fantastic story. And it was more than Raul ever expected. And then the, Raul said, well, how do we do this? And he goes, we're going to shake hands. And they shook hands, and that guy kept his word and did exactly what he said he would do. Yes is yes, no is no with the Lord, and that's how it should be with our lives. It's muy importante. It's very important. Uh, Más importante cosa. It's the most important thing. Think about that. Think about people who say stuff to you, and you know it's good. It's better than a contract. But think about people who say stuff to you, and it's not good. And no contract makes it good. We get one life, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the credibility of your integrity and your character to your word reflecting the heart of God is a great equity for all eternity. And there's one other thing we're going to see here. So he establishes it, he promises it, and he gives a sign. He said here in verse 13, I set my rainbow in the clouds should be the sign of the covenant between you and me and the earth. He gives a sign to affirm his promise. So he, gives a, he, so he gives a sign. Like, you know, like you might say, hey, uh, son, I'm going to buy you a car or whatever. There's different things you might do. And you might give like a dowry or a down payment or show something of good goodwill. Like you give a deposit, right? You give a deposit, you do things like that. You give a sign. I remember like, we, it was like a SeaWorld thing. Like we said, we we're going to buy tickets for SeaWorld or whatever, and, or it was Legoland for... Leah and the kids, and so uh, the grandkids, and like, uh, we put a, uh, the birthday card, we put a picture of Legoland, like a Lego figure. There's a sign. There's no money attached to it, but it was a sign of the promise that we're going to pay for the grandkids to have a year pass for Legoland. There's a sign. God gave us a sign for this covenant, this universal, eternal covenant. He gives us a sign, and it's the rainbow. And the rainbow's amazing. Of all things that you can see, of course, rainbows are very breathtaking, aren't they? And we don't get them that often. Here in Southern California, I talked about this Tuesday night, but there was a rainbow when I was out of the country last year that was amazing, amazing. And I was still doing social media at that time. And on Instagram, all these people I knew in Southern California were posting the rainbow pictures from all these different angles. John Jackson, who was on staff at Calvary Coast Mesa at the time, he's an incredible photographer. He walked outside and got this massive rainbow over all the Calvary Chapel facilities at 3800 South Fairview Avenue. It was an incredible photo. It should be blown up and mounted somewhere. And I was like, wow, there's something about a rainbow. If you're in Southern California... And you're driving down PCH, and it's that like kind of unstable spring weather that we get with rain and sun. And you see that rainbow, you're, you're look at that rainbow. It gets your attention. There's, in all of nature, there's nothing quite like a rainbow that gets our attention. There's something gripping about it. And I'll tell you what's gripping about the rainbow. It's a sign of things to come. Because in Revelation chapter 4, when the throne room of God is described, in fact, not just the throne room, but the throne itself, is described. There's so much that we can't relate to in the imagery of God's glory. But there in Revelation 4, we're told there's a rainbow that goes over the entire throne of God's throne. There's a rainbow. So of all the signs he gave as a deposit to prove to humanity under the new covenant that his word is good, Every time I see this rainbow, it's confirmation that I will never again flood the world with a global judgment. He gives us the sign. It's like the signet ring of the throne of God itself. Of all the things he could have given us to affirm never again a global judgment to wipe out the planet under those circumstances, he pulls the signet ring right from above him in the throne room and puts that rainbow in time, space, and matter and says, look at this And know that my yes is yes, my no is no. This is the sign of my promises to all humanity to this day, August 31st, 2019. It is the sign to all humanity to this day and to all the animal kingdom to this day. And that sign is his throne And when God says yes, he means yes. And when he says no, he means no. The rainbow is the signet ring from the very throne of God for all humanity. Wow. Now, we close with this thought. That everlasting covenant has a sign, the rainbow. Well, the new covenant, the everlasting covenant, it has two signs. In this covenant that we have through faith in Jesus Christ, we get two signs. The first is our water baptism. It's a sign of the covenant. And it's a sign that if anyone be in Christ, or a new creation, old things have passed away, all things are new. It's a sign of the new covenant. When we give our life to Christ, we're to be water baptized immediately, ideally. Because it's important as soon as we made that faith that we understand that our life we now live, we don't live for ourselves, we live unto him who gave himself for us. Water baptism is a sign of the new life, the new creation that we are in Christ. But wait, there's more. Because communion is a regular reminder that we're saved by grace. And it's a covenant of grace. By grace you've been saved, that through faith, not of works lest anyone should boast. So when we have communion once a month on Tuesdays and Saturdays, it's a reminder of grace. Jesus said, do this. When he ushered in the new covenant that night, That day, he said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my blood shed for you. This is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we get the one-time experience with water baptism that's a sign of the new and everlasting covenant that we're saved by grace and we're a new creation, young or old, and then we have communion on a regular basis to remind us in the journey that we're not earning our salvation, but it's working itself out through us by the power of the Holy Spirit, for it's God who wills and works in us for his good pleasure. That's why communion is special. That bread and that cup, they, we're touching the covenant. So when you look at the rainbow, you say, ah, yes, the creator has a promise to the entire planet. Great, everlasting covenant. But when you touch the bread and the cup, I've got a sign for me from here to eternity that God sent his son to die for me and save me. And I'm reminded that. See, the cup reminds us that we're saved by grace. Although it's a time of confession, and it's a time to look forward to eternity, the cup really reminds us that we're saved by grace. So when you're beat up, man, all right, saved by grace. When you're feeling pretty good, well, you're not that good. Saved by grace. So the Noah covenant, the everlasting covenant, serves its purpose in God's economy sovereignly. And the new covenant serve its purpose in God's economy, sovereignly in the church, but with self-determination to receive Christ. As many as received him, he gave the right to become the children of God. God's so good. God is light, and him is no darkness at all. Everything that he does is good. Just think the first time I saw that rainbow, how beautiful it must have looked. And the rainbow comes from the throne room. It belongs to God. And he sent his son that we could belong to him through faith in the son. God is good. Good. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God not ashamed, bless. not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the gospel.